Welcome to Covenant Church's Sermon Discussion. This conversation happens most Wednesdays on Facebook Live between me, Michelle Lichty, the Communication Director at Covenant, and the Preaching Pastor from the previous Sunday. If you haven't already, I recommend listening to the sermon before listening to our discussion. Good afternoon. I am Michelle Lichty, and I am here with Brentley Jordan. Hey, Michelle. Hey, everybody. And we are here on a Tuesday because Brentley has some super fun plans tomorrow. Yes. I get to go to the dunes with a number of other families and students and and hang out in the sun and the water. I I look forward to it. Yeah, that sounds like fun. My daughter gets to go and she is so excited. And I'm like, guess what I get to do? Not go and work. (laughs) Bummer. But um, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. And um, here's the other experiment. I just feel like this week is full of experiments. I'm in my office at church. (laughs) And in fact, my daughter wrote kind of a funny message on my whiteboard right before I had to like scrub it off really quick. (laughs) What was the message? Well, she had a meeting here at at church this morning and, and she stopped by and I wasn't here. Uh I stopped by to say hi and you weren't here. Lame. (laughs) (laughs) Like, love you too, daughter. (laughs) I can guess which daughter that was that wrote that. (laughs) Can you? Yeah. It's just so shocking. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, um, so, and this past Sunday was also an experiment because we were outside. Yes. Man, beautiful, hot, sunny day with a little bit of breeze. It a little was, bit of shade for some. For some. Yeah. <laughs> I sat in the hot sun. But yeah. it was so fun. And and we did not live stream. So those yes. of you who do join us um, on live stream, I we just can't do it outside. We just don't have the equipment to do that. So yes, um, we missed you. And hopefully, uh, and then I tried recording it. I should let you know. I tried recording it. Brentley was a good sport. He had a handheld mic and he had a clip-on mic and I was recording it on my phone. I was going to put it on a podcast and I got the audio too hot. So I know how to fix it for the next outdoor service, but for this past outdoor service, trust me, you don't want to try to listen to this. <laughs> it, it turns out I yelled too much and that messed up the whole audio. So, Well, okay. If you want to take the blame, I'll let you. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> But um, I was excited. You were excited. It was an exciting day. And yeah. um, and unfortunately, I just didn't know my equipment well enough to know how to fix it. So, yeah. but it is what it is. And so we're okay. going to talk about the sermon. So if you didn't get to hear it, I'm, I apologize for that. And we'll, we will strive to do better next time in July. Yeah. We have an outdoor service. So Brentley, your sermon was on accept one another. Yeah. Uh, from Romans 15, 5 through 7. Yeah. And you had this handy little note card. Yes. Thanks to you. Thanks for that. Or thanks to Andy Heath, I think. She, I was going to say, I had nothing to do with yeah, that. Yeah. So that was that was Andy Heath that helped provide that. Um, yeah. And maybe, Michelle, would you mind if I just if I just read that passage? Yes, please. Um, real quick. It, it's in the Passion Translation, which I think was uh, 
um, specifically helpful, tra helpful translation for this particular passage. Mm -hmm. So it says, Now may God, the source of great endurance and comfort, grace you with unity among yourselves, which flows from your relationship with Jesus, the Anointed One. Then, with a unanimous rush of passion, you will with one voice glorify God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. You will bring God glory when you accept and welcome one another as partners, just as the Anointed One has fully accepted you and received you as a partner. Hmm. And Michelle, when I was going through this passage, I, I found myself, um, I, as I was thinking of illustrations and, and thinking of how this applied to my life, I found myself asking the question, but, but what does it mean to welcome and accept someone? Like, show me Paul, show me God. What, how am I supposed to do that? What does it mean? And, and I actually then felt convicted by even pressing on that question um, because I, I realized I was, I was kind of avoiding the main emphasis of the passage by or running away from the main emphasis of the passage by asking that question. And because the main emphasis of the passage is not so much what it means to welcome and accept, but it's drawing this contrast between the way Jesus welcomes and accepts me us mm. and the way I'm inclined to welcome and accept or not welcome and accept others. And so just out of the gates, I was convicted by, um, by that comparison of the way Jesus treats me and, and the way I'm inclined to treat others. Hmm. Yeah. And I loved how you drew that contrast. Um, it reminded me of the parable and I'm sure we'll talk about this at another sermon because we're talking about all the one another's. <laughs> but it reminded me of the parable of the of the um, of the man, the king who forgave much of the man, like he gave the, he forgave this huge debt, and then the man turned around. Oh yeah, and he had yeah. someone who owed him this small debt, and he was just really mean and nasty to him. And um, and I was like, oh yeah those parables of Jesus. Oh, yeah. They're, you know, they're pretty, pretty illustrative of the differences. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus's acceptance or God's acceptance of us and our acceptance of others. Yeah. I really like how you, you wrote something down, or I wrote something down, I didn't get it all. But mm. your statement was, do not think that the radical acceptance of my fellow believer is any different than God's radical acceptance of me. And you have oh, yeah. lots of qualifiers and yeah. describe it. And I like, I, I didn't get them all written down. Yeah. Well, I, I, cause I feel it in myself sometimes that I, um, you know, I look at someone who disagrees with me, e even a brother or sister in Christ who disagrees with me on some things. And, and I think, wow, if, if I am too welcoming and accepting to them, then their really dangerous ideas um, are, they're gonna feel like I'm condoning them or, or, or their ideas are gonna be, um, it's just gonna feel like their ideas are okay. Um, and, and I think I, it is so dangerous to get even close to condoning those terrible ideas that it's just really risky to offer much welcome and acceptance to this person. 
And, and then I think it's, you know, but it's so silly when we, when we think of ourselves, we think, oh, it's, it's not all that dangerous or, or risky for God to accept us amidst all of our, you know, horrible and wrong conclusions. We think, oh, it's, you know, God's not risking that much doing that with us, but boy, are we risking a lot if we do that with someone else. And, and that, that was yet again, just a, a convicting contrast um, for me to think about. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that you brought out in your sermon was from the very beginning of that passage where it says, now, my God, the source of great endurance and comfort. Oh, yeah. And how, you know, and you said, look, disagreements are exhausting and, yeah. and they make us feel sad oh, and they yeah. are sad. And yeah. I was like, oh, it's so true. Disagreements yeah. are emotionally exhausting. It can be, um, you know, physically exhausting, depending on how passionately you get into disagreement with somebody yeah. as I clench both my fists. Yeah. <laughs> well, and there's some unity even right there in that. If we could just for a moment separate from, you know, from, you know, whether it's, you know, we've had so many political and racial and, uh, and, and pandemic issues over the last year and a half. And if we could just both admit that even if we land on opposite sides of those issues, um, we're both exhausted by it and and we're both sad about um you know the collateral damage that these disagreements have have caused um you know the collateral damage they've caused local churches relationships and and in some ways the the message of christ um you know in a larger scale it's mm -hmm. there's just been a lot of damage caused and and let's just let's unite in being sad about that together uh, mm -hmm. and step away for a moment from the fact that we disagree on some of these important things and just say, this is really sad that we're walking through this. And, and that's, you know, that's a point of unity, at least, I think. Mm -hmm. And I think it is. And then, and then where do we turn in that yeah. sorrow and that exhaustion that over which we are unified is to yeah. God of endurance who gives us the strength to endure through these disagreements and of comfort. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting in studying the passage, um, you know, Paul is so emphasizing the importance of unity, um, the importance of sharing welcome and acceptance with one another in the midst of disagreement that um, Paul seems to, uh, by comparison, overlook the disagreement. And, and mm. yet, if you know the context of, of that Paul is writing into in Romans, the disagreement was significant. Um, you know, it was something based on a lot of theology, uh, whether or not they celebrate certain holidays and certain ways and eat certain kind of meat, that kind of stuff is, doesn't seem so important to us, but that was, that was, you know, somewhat central to the life of a Christian in that day. Um, yet, you know, even though that that was a huge issue, issue, you know, similar or central in part to the life of a Christian, Paul, that was dwarfed in comparison to the importance of this message of unity being shared with others. So as if Paul was to say, you know, this really, really, really important matter um, doesn't actually matter in compare to in comparison to you all welcoming and accepting one another. And, and that just put things in perspective for me to 
you know, because I'm so quick to think um, it is, you know, the, um, the, the authority of Scripture or the, um, the reputation of Christians is online, is, is on the line based mm-hmm. on how we uh, interact with these pandemic issues or, or a political issue. Like, this is really important. But Paul says, you know what? In comparison to how you're welcoming and accepting each other, it, it falls far short. And hmm. that's, that was shocking to get that out of this passage. Yeah, that is because we tend to, as my dad would say, we tend to major on the minors. Yeah. And minor on the majors. Yeah. And, um, and so we need these kind, we need to be thinking about and praying through these kinds of passages so that we can get our head screwed back on straight oh, and yeah. get God's perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to only use the, the popular and real timely examples of uh, politics and, and race and, uh, and, and pandemic, but, but also just to acknowledge, you know, in Christianity, we're, we're always having these issues. Um, you know, I, uh, you know, my, I, I have some pretty strong feelings about um, what, what Christians should or shouldn't expose themselves to in media and, mm-hmm. and how people should be parenting and, um, and, you know, some modesty issues that, that our culture has kind of just thrown out. Mm-hmm. Um, and those, uh, those are important things. Um, and it's, it's important that we don't get so tripped up by those uh, that those define our relationship more than our welcome and acceptance of others. Um, and that can be difficult because, you know, I look at, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of harm that can be done to Christianity when we expose ourselves to uh, inappropriate movies and, and other media. Um, mm-hmm. So that's like, it, it's right to get passionate about that because that is really dangerous and that is destroying some Christians' lives. Um, yet, you know, the message of this passage is uh, don't, don't put that above the importance of welcoming and accepting your brother in Christ. Mm. And, and there's an extent to which some, I, I, need, to, I need to trust God with, um, with that particular argument and mm. say, all right, ju- you know, God, my job primarily in this instance, in this relationship or conversation is, you know, yes, I, they need to know the truth that I feel, but then they need to feel my welcome and acceptance. And, and you're going to sort out this, this truth issue uh, that we're, we're disagreement, disagreeing on. God, I'm going to trust you to sort that out. And I'm going to show some welcome and acceptance to this person. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to trust God with that sometimes. It is. It is. I, you know, as you're talking about parenting and things, one of the things that we have struggled with is that, you know, our standards are different than, you know, siblings standards. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. cousins are exposed to different things or are allowed to do different things or allowed to wear different things than what. Yeah you know, we find acceptable. And so we've had to find a way to say, um, we, you know, to, and so basically our solution has been, we choose this path. Yeah. They've Mm -hmm. chosen another path and that's their family. Yeah. And our family has chosen this path. Yeah. And so that way we're not condemning. We're not passing judgment we're just saying this is our choice yeah and um and and then it's 
I don't know, it, it feels like it's, it, it can be difficult to say what they're doing is wrong and love them anyway, right? Like, yeah. how do you sell that to your children? But it's much easier to say they've chosen a different path and we love them. And they will, you know, they mm -hmm. will have watched different movies than you and that's okay. You don't have to, you can still, you know, find yeah. a book that you both enjoy or find, you know, build with Legos together or, you know, yeah. my children are way past all that. But, um, but then, and then, <laughs> which brings up all more issues, right? Like, yeah. Do I trust God with the choices my children are making? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And do, you know, yeah. So that, and there's a whole nother level of welcome and acceptance mm -hmm. at that level mm -hmm. as well. Um, yeah. And but, it's, go ahead. It's, it is, um, when I think about, uh, you know, the connection that this passage makes to um, my welcoming and accepting someone that brings glory to God. That, that is one of the ways that I can glorify God. And, and so often I think, no, in this situation, the way I'm going to glorify God is by, um, you know, fighting for truth. And, and there's an extent to which fighting for truth is, is a little easier. Um, but I think this passage calls me to the more messy, complex thing and says, no, it, the thing in this situation that's going to bring more glory to God is, is you welcoming and accepting someone. And, and I say, ah, that's messy and uncomfortable. I'd, I'd rather just fight for truth. <laughs> so true, right? Yeah. 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 It can be messy and uncomfortable. Yeah. And, that, and God, a lot of times God calls us into those places. Yeah. And you again, know. it's, it, again, it's, it's us trusting if, if God is calling me to welcome and accept, then he's going to carry that, that torch of fighting for truth. Um, mm -hmm. So do I, do I believe he can do it? Um, well, you know, when put that way, well, of course, yes. And, and in fact, he's far better at fighting for truth than I am. So, yes. you know, how silly for me to say, you know, no, God, you go welcome and accept people. I'll fight for truth. Um, right. It, you know, we we just have yeah. to obey the way he fought, he the way he leads us, not right. choose the path that you know we would prefer. Right, and I was going to say a similar thing to you. Like, at, the more I study the Bible, the more time I spend reading God's word, the more I realize, like, you know what? God is not asking me to defend yeah. him. Yeah, he doesn't need me to defend him. God. God is secure in his glory. He is secure yeah. in who he is. And he doesn't need, like, and he is not, like, we think, oh, Christians are giving God such a bad name. Yeah. And, and that, to some extent, that is true. But at another level, it's like, you know, God's name is, is, holy and it is and and he is responsible for defending his name and yeah. when he thinks it's the right time he will defend his name yeah and you know it just goes to i mean what i love about the christian faith is this it's about a relationship mm -hmm. with jesus it's it's not me clearly following a bunch of instructions it's a relationship with jesus so as i am cultivating a relationship with jesus and learning how to hear the holy spirit Sometimes the Holy Spirit's going to call me into, um, going to in a conversation. The Holy Spirit's going to call me into, 
hey, this is a moment where you need to offer a defense of the faith. And, mm -hmm. and other times the Holy Spirit's going to call me into a moment that says, um, this is a moment where you need to make sure this person feels love and acceptance um, mm -hmm. from God through you. And, uh, and too often in those moments, I'm not listening carefully enough to the Holy Spirit and I'm choosing the road that is preferable or easier. Um, mm. But it, I, I need to listen to the Holy Spirit and listen when are the times that this person needs to hear some biblical truth and when are sometimes this person needs to feel some biblical truth. Mm. And, and it's it's listening to the Spirit in the moment because yeah, it's like going to be that. different. It is. And I like that distinction Yeah, between hearing and mm -hmm. feeling because sometimes we are to be the hands and feet of Jesus, which, yeah. you know, can be can sound really strange to someone who's never heard that term before like mm -hmm. what but um you know because because jesus is in heaven and his holy spirit resides in us we we can act on his behalf he gives us that privilege and that honor and we mm -hmm. can give hugs in his name or shake yeah. hands or you know just be present with someone when they need a physical being with them yeah. in a difficult time. And that, that feeling, the, the feeling biblical truth and the hearing biblical truth, those are, those can be some very similar or they can be very different. Oh yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, going back to accepting and, and we need to end here soon. Yeah. I would, I just, one of the things you brought out was that does acceptance equal condoning behavior? Oh yeah. Yeah. And that is, it's a difficult, it is such a difficult distinction until I start to um, remember and process how, how I, how I experience being received by the Lord. Mm -hmm. And, and that's when I realized, you know what, it's not so complex after all. I, I, I know how the Lord speaks to me in scripture and the Lord speaks to me through his spirit. And it is crystal clear that, that he loves and accepts me. And it is crystal clear that he knows all of the ways that I'm messed up and, and he speaks correction into those. It's not harsh, it's not laying guilt on me, but it's, it's so clear that God's voice is accepting me and it's, it's, it's not ignoring my wrong. But it, mm -hmm. um, so when I think of it in those terms, I think, okay, this, I, I just need to, I, I need to take Jesus's example and that's how I need to treat others. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's more, um, more simple than I, I make it out to be initially. Well, cause we as humans like to complicate everything. <laughs> oh yeah. And, and in some ways we complicate things to like, to, to give ourselves a way out and say, well, right. it's, it's too hard to accept and welcome someone because you're condoning the activity. So I just can't go very, very far into it. Right now well, it's, it's a bit of a cop out. Yeah. 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 And, um, I, I love that you ended with who wins the argument. Oh yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, it's in God's hand, right? We don't, yeah. we, God does not mm. call us to win the arguments. He calls us yeah. to others. And he wins it. 
Sorry, my internet my internet connection got bad for a moment. Um, he yeah, and he wins it in this surprising way by dying on the cross. He, he wins it by doing something uh, you know very painful um, and and sometimes and yeah, and unexpected. That's right. Yeah, and even more unexpected by rising again from the dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Any last thoughts? Any last thoughts you would like to leave with us? Mm. No, just the, uh, you know, the, the path of welcoming and accepting others is, it is a beautiful path and it's a difficult and, and feels risky, uh, but it's, it's a beautiful thing that the Lord calls us to and that the Lord exemplifies uh, for us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Risky, messy, uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And requires listening to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Brentley, for your time yeah. today. And Thanks for the conversation. For, um, yeah. So for talking with me on an uncommon day. Yeah. <laughs> and um, thank you all for joining us, probably recorded since we are out of our normal routine. And um, we will see you next week. Yeah.